Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of our very special podcast in that we've changed the name. Yes, this was Free Men and a Little Virus. It's now gone back to the old radio show name of Living the Dream. Yes, this is the Living the Dream podcast that was previously known as Free Men and a Little Virus. And uh, yeah, but it's all the same, don't worry. Nothing has changed too much. We're still doing the quiz with our celebrity guest. We've still got weird stuff that we're talking about. And uh, we're still here. So yeah, my name is Mark Cridland. I am the one that tries to hold it all together. And I'm joined, as always, by our irregular comedians. They are Mr. AMJ, that's Adam Morrison-Jones, and Mr. Paul Tingey. And say, as I mentioned, we have got a celebrity guest. He's a comedian all the way from Tasmania, and he's going to be our contestant on the quiz later on. But uh, this week, we talk about what's going on, why we've changed the name, uh, AMJ trying to be relevant with sport, the toilet roll shortage in Australia, and uh, AMJ rating hand sanitizer in shops. Hmm. Uh, Paul talks about some accidents that have happened, and there's some big shoe news as well. Yes, shoe news. Uh, we've also got Britain's best dad jokes, and uh, AMJ had a review from Chortle. Yes find out more about that later on but uh, now it's time to just sit back relax and enjoy the very first living the dream podcast but first a word from this week's sponsor hello this is adam morrison jones here star of channel 5's jewel in the crown not my cup of tea the sitcom about the rise and the fall of the tetley family but i'm not here to talk to you about tetley or even tea today no i'm here to talk about something else I'm here to talk to you about the Rice Krispie Diet. It's very simple. You could lose up to 20 stone just doing this diet. What you need to do is look at the food you're currently eating, throw it all away and buy yourself a big old box of Rice Krispies. It's easy. For breakfast, you have three Rice Krispies. For lunch, you have four. And for dinner, you have five. What if it's a weekend? You're allowed six Rice Krispies. By doing this every single day for up to two months, you can lose up to 20 stone. Let's talk to a few people who have done this wonderful diet. I have never felt this ill. If I ever see snap, crackle or pop, I will beat them to death with a cereal bowl and a spoon. That's a rice crispy diet. Kellogg's don't have anything to do with this diet whatsoever because it may kill you and it sounds very, very dangerous. Uh, let's just start this really slow as a cold open. Yeah. I'm waiting Hello. for the producer to tell us that we're starting. Yeah, we started. Yeah, so was I. And yeah. we started. It's we're like starting. it is living the dream again now, isn't it? We've got we've we've regressed. Well, I'll tell you what, we do have takeaway of the week coming up later. I'll let you know about that. <laughs> and uh, I've got twenty fascinating facts to bring to you as well. Ooh. Sorry. I was back into uh, living the dream live on radio then. That's... Yeah, so and we, we also have local artist Simon Simon having a, a go at a cover of Wonderwall that he's produced on his little keyboard. Good yes. to hear you, Simon. Oh, dear. So those who are tuning in now will think, what the bloody hell's going on? And that's because we've changed from free men and a little virus because pretty much out of the pandemic now the uh, the virus is uh, on the downfall we've got lots and lots of people the majority of the uk have been vaccinated with at least one vaccine so far so uh, we thought sod it let's change the name back to what we had originally uh, which was very successful comedy radio show of weird and wonderfulness with interviews and stuff like that uh, living the dream it was living the dream live. exactly but now it's just yeah. Living the Dream podcast. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think we should actually called it Living the Dream Almost Live. But I came up with the idea after you come up with the artwork. So I, I, I kept quiet until we come on. It's all your fault. <laughs> it is my fault. <laughs> so we do all the funny stuff, but... And we don't do 
do we? bungee jumping. No, we don't do bungee jumping. Only we could do bungee jumping. You, that would be the dream. So those who used to listen, those of you out there that were dreamers and used to listen to the the uh, the old radio show will recognise some of the old jingles as well. Am I a dreamer? Am I, am I a dreamer? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, welcome back, dreamers. That's nice, actually, because viruses didn't sound very nice, did it? When no. we call people viruses. Oh. Yeah, it did really. It worked. It did look good on uh, merchandise, did it? Get yourself I'm a virus on a T-shirt. <laughs> no, it was. It's effing ridiculous. Oh, dear. So, yeah, so we're still keeping the same format. We've still got the quiz coming up later on. Um, yep. with our celebrity guest um hopefully it's from tasmania so i don't know how the um how the signal's going to work if it's going to be like a massive delay i don't know so but tasmania yeah. is he is he a devil um well i think he's a horny so-and-so maybe he's a horny devil maybe. um have you got us a space jab too exclusive he has he has but unfortunately critters for legal reasons We'll have to edit it out on the final show. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. <sighs> oh, so, sad times. Yeah, these aren't sad times. He's a very positive, livid, well, dream times. England are in the semi-final of a, of, of, of a championship. Yeah. Well, I, I was blown away. That out. game was amazing. Yeah. Oh, look, here comes AMJ trying to be relevant again. What's the score, AMJ? <laughs> it was 4-0 to us. And this was the only reason I didn't post anything on Facebook because there's three people in my life who would jump on the bandwagon the minute I say anything about football. Oh, AMJ's jumped on. AMJ's trying to fit in, is he? Having his conversations down the pub saying, oh, England are trying to walk it in. Yes, I've jumped on the bandwagon and I'm yeah. loving it. Well, well, also, by the time this goes out on Saturday... A, the semi-final match would have been done. So, um, what was the score, AMJ, for the semi-final on Wednesday? Well, obviously, as you all know, we were playing uh, uh, Denmark. Uh, Denmark. I think it's going to be two-one to us. You reckon? I reckon it's going to be two-one. If anyone is like listening, uh, that man is psychic. Then, brilliant. I have two-one to us. I reckon. Do you want? Do you Three want to, to Denmark? Well, we're recording this on the Tuesday instead of uh, you know, the day before. I reckon we're going to lose 3 1. No. Why, why be like that, Paul? Why be like that? Because I have Denmark in the sweepstake at work, and if they win, I get over £200. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Double imagine if wages. we win. Yeah, I lose £200. That Badil and Skinner. Like single that I bought recently for eight quid because yeah. I spent too long in a record shop the other day and had to buy something. You know when you've been in a shop too long and you're like, I'm going to have to buy something oh. now, and it was the cheapest thing I could buy. Might be worth some money. Yes, fifty-five years of hurt. Jules oh, remains still gleaming. Well, you know all the hits. Jules? I do. I'd, I'd show you it, but it's a podcast. I have some weird news. I know uh, we've got a, a Tasmanian on later on, but uh, how about this from a bit of news from Australia, their neighbours? Neighbours? Go on. Yeah. I've and away. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Only Harold I Bishop. He was my favourite. Him and his tuba. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, actually. I never watched Home and I did prefer Neighbours. Um, but yeah, Harold Bishop, what a guy. Do you remember when he drowned and then like a year later he just washed up a, like at a beach somewhere and was perfectly fine? It was like magic. It was that kind of writing, it didn't happen anymore. No, it's terrible. Right. <sighs> was for Harold. It was. Um, do you remember last year when they, when people were panicked buying Lou Roll? Oh, I yeah. remember it well. Yeah, they're now doing it in Australia. Oh. What's it panic buying? There's going to be some new strict lockdowns and Australians have been stripping all their local shops bare of <laughs> essential <laughs> items. What? They've been stripping? Well, it's hot over there. Um, it is pretty hot. hot. Yeah. The, the so... most desirable item in the shops is, of course, toilet roll, and you cannot get it. So what one guy did who um, has... 
a uh, one of those, you know, the toy grab machines where you, you, you direct the grabber along. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, uh, he's filled one of those with a load of toilet rolls as well as teddy bears. So uh, you can try and win a toilet roll. What? Why? What an odd thing. Like, when it initially happened and, like, there was that panic buying, I remember finding toilet roll on every single trip to the shop. It wasn't... I don't know if anyone else said this, like... Maybe it was just Ramsgate, full of toilet roll it was. I, I don't know, because, you know, I always sit on at least 20,000 toilet rolls. I always have 20,000 toilet rolls in backup at my house, so... Yeah. Saying that, though, I remember going for a pony in your house once and looking at the amount of toilet roll you had. And I don't know why I'm thinking of it. There must have been about 40, 50 rolls. Yeah, we're not seeing this. I, I do, when... Because the shop that I buy them in... They sell them in packs of 18, and you can get three packs for 12 quid. Why yeah. do you not want to get yourself 54 toilet rolls for 12 quid? Well, why not and indeed? They, well. they, they, yeah. don't, they don't fall apart. My finger has not entered my anus whilst wiping my ass whilst <laughs> using them. And that it's not split. I've not ended up getting on my hands. And if you use some of the cheaper stuff, sometimes it can scratch your bum. Oh, ouch, painful. Potential uh, illness happening. Uh, well, this is it. Uh, you know, you, uh, but then also sometimes if it's too fluffy, the fluffiness comes out in your bum hair, and it sort of gets all a bit. Anyway, um, oh, what lovely oh, can I just... buns you've got! <laughs> can I just say it was great to have a poo at yours because also with all that toilet roll rolls, it kind of soundproofed the wall. So yeah. when you're in that situation, like no one could hear what was going on in there. But yeah, no, it was a comfortable experience, and yeah, well done. Five points, five uh, points for your toilet. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that on. You know what? I'm gonna put a poster up in my bathroom with a quote from you, so that I could say I've put you on one of my posters with a quote on it and you still haven't done it for me. I'll make I'll make it. I'll make it for you and give it to you for like your <laughs> next birthday and Christmas and you can hang that up when anyone goes in there going, Adam had about a five star <laughs> in this toilet. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, I want a picture of you doing a double thumbs up. A double thumbs up, like and this on one is of the it. thumbs is a toilet roll. <laughs> a toilet roll. We'll do it. It's easily done. But you can't put sh- you have to put poop because I, I like the word pony five star pony five star pony put the a pony star... in your pocket it's got a different <laughs> connotation now yeah it's, it's <laughs> someone who needs to change their trousers living the dream I, I had a bit of a weird moment or something similar I've started rating hand sanitizers like in different shops and doing like a little video of them and I did one in Wilkinson's today in Canterbury. And like the, this guy just come over and go, what are you doing? What are you doing that for? What's going on? And it really freaked me out. Going, I'm just filming a video of me using the hand sanitizer. And he, didn't, he weren't having none of it. So two stars for their hand sanitizer. What well, was a hand sanitizer nice? Or Because sometimes the sanitizer can be poor, but the customer service brings it up a star. Did they lose stars because of the poor customer service? They, they they lost they lost stars. I didn't know what was going on with the hand sanitizer. It was just like foam, and then like I was just filming a little video, a nice video. I'm not not a mean comic, and this guy looked at me like I was trying to take down Wilkinson's. You say that you're a word. Mean comic. You're quite frequently calling me a bell end on social media. Well, yeah, but that's it. I haven't called you a bell end for at least a day on social media. <laughs> and What's I can't. That? But you, 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 now this is it. You, you do this. You'll call me out over something or put something, and then I'll bite back. And they'll be, oh, Paul, Adam said something nasty to Paul. You were that kid, weren't you, as a child? Just to punch your brother in the arm and then, like, get him to hit you in the face. Look what he's done. Yes. Exactly. Thank you, <laughs> theme park critters. I, I was, yeah. It's uh, effing ridiculous. Why did I call you a bell end? Well, the one time, um, I I put it was Monday positives, and I put something really nice. I think, uh, yeah, I'm still your friend, and one of your friends, who's not a mutual friend, puts like, <laughs> oh, Paul Tingy, ha ha, ha uh, don't know who you are, 
And then you put in, he's a bell end. <laughs> was it was it was it Andy who went, I don't know Paul Tiggy as his Monday positive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's funny. Was. That was actually even worse. I'd forgotten about how mean it was. And I had some really bad news that day. You know. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't I can't control the internet. I keep saying this. You can control This is a lawnmower man. Lawnmower man? Yeah, it was just, uh, so you know on the lawnmower, you've got to hold on to your the handle. You've got that bit there. It's like yeah. a, a dead man's brake on a forklift. It's, um, you know, a, a, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So if you let yeah. go of it, the blade stops spinning. One of my neighbours um, decided to put like gaffer tape around that because they, they kept getting cramping their fingers when cutting the grass. Um, they slipped. And their foot went straight into the blade, cut off three of their toes, uh, and they've ended up having to have their leg amputated from the knee down. Ooh. So there you go. Health and safety is there for a reason. Make sure you abide by it. Bloody hell. I, uh, I had a moment like that in the week. Uh, my soon-to-be brother-in-law has got one of those electric scooters. And when Adam, how about you have a go on this? So I got on the scooter and it started going and then realised I didn't know how the brake worked and had to kind of go for at least, I think I went about half a mile before turning around and coming back and saying, where's the brake? Where's the brake? <laughs> and you can't just stop it with your foot on an electric scooter, I've realised, because they go pretty fast. And I'll tell you what, AJ, a dyspraxic on an electric scooter, what could possibly go wrong? I'd love to have seen that, actually. We'll have to arrange it one day. Just get an electric scooter race between you two. <laughs> We've lost him. We've lost AMJ. That's upset him. That's what's finally caused him to storm off the show. Oh. It's either that or he's very good at musical statues. I literally think you saying dyspraxic on an electric scooter has broken the call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what happened. It just kind of bumped me out. We. Uh, uh, Critters and me were saying that maybe we, you and me should do a race on electric scooters. But let's do it for charity. Let's do it for any big sponsors. <laughs> I, I'm up for this. Our back pocket. Electric Our back pocket. Company. I'm up for that. The, the electric scooter charity. Um, <laughs> Your neighbour with only three toes. Well, he's lost the whole leg now. See, I thought well, he was going to go into that. a joke with that about the uh, losing three toes, but no. I tell you what, though, I saw him the other day and he was really angry. I thought, oh, he's dropping mad. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and I had a window cleaner outside the other day. Um, he was obviously at the neighbour's house, so I'm not paying to get my windows cleaned. And, uh, you know, he, he, he dropped his little cloth and he couldn't find it and he's getting really angry. He's really shouting. Like, Man, he's lost his rag. There we go. Can, um, I, can I just point out? He, he tries to make himself sound so working class that even for the sake of a joke, I had to point out it was his neighbour's windows getting clean that he wouldn't ever pay for such a luxury as a window cleaner coming round. No, I wouldn't. Why would I do that for? Because he's tight. I think even so if I load of money. <laughs> actually, if I load of money, I probably would. You know. No. Help people with employment and stuff, but or just see out your windows. It's quite yeah. nice. I've got a ladder and a bucket and a sponge. No water. <laughs> Can't afford water. But no, you two seem to think I'm a millionaire. I'm sure you both think I'm a millionaire. Obviously. And I'm just tight. I'm tight. No, no, no money. I don't think you're a millionaire. I just think you're a tight bastard, and that's the complete difference. Well, they're saying that, right, I have eyed up my next pair of shoes. Yes! My next pair of trainers. And they're, they are a proper brand, and I'm going to buy them with my own money. Have you heard of the, band, uh, the brand called Penguin? I have. Why are you talking like a child who's saved up all his pocket money to buy, like, a Power Ranger? I'm going to buy them with my own money. <laughs> because that, that I've got off my nan for two pound a week. Do you know how much it's going to cost? I know how much it's going to cost. Vans have a sale on at the moment, and can I say you can't beat Vans trainers? Okay, what what sort of price are we talking on sale here, AMJ? For 
from twenty two ninety nine, and like I got a pair for thirty five ninety nine, down from seventy four ninety nine. So get on the van sale now. Save up to fifty percent with vans. I tell you what, I tell you what, that's that's a bit cheaper than the the shoes that I was looking at. So yeah, just I looking get on there now. Twenty twenty four ninety nine. That'd be the Ooh. most expensive pair of shoes I've bought myself in a long time. Bloody hell! How long? Um, just trying inches? to think. Um, I won't. I won't include walking boots in this because when I done the three peak challenge, I thought I'd best get myself a decent pair of shoes for that. And you didn't do it in sliders, did you? Just to save a few quid. No, took a bamboo stick with you to save a few quid. I, I'll be honest. I was very tempted to wear um, my sandals, but I was told I wasn't allowed to wear sandals. Um, I, I think I spent well, sixty-five quid on a pair of decent walking boots. That bloody hell! It was about six, seven years ago. I done the, the three peak challenge. Uh, so yeah, we're looking at over ten years since I've spent more than twenty-four ninety-nine on a pair of shoes. Bloody hell! Can you remember the excitement when I showed you my wife's pair of shoes? Oh, that yeah. I got because they sent her the wrong size. <laughs> That's about four months ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. The soles, the insoles, have now yeah. gone through. And when I walk on anything that isn't smooth, I can feel everything through the shoe now. Oh. <laughs> I reckon Exactly I'll, like that. I think I've got another four months out of them before... Right. I, to uh, concede and throw them away. Oh, One, dear. you're dyspraxic anyway, so you're going to go through a lot of shoes. I Two, don't. get yourself a good foot creep. Well, well, you don't, but you generally do. There's no soul in those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like Blur after Graham Coxon left. Pointless. Dear. There's a reference to listeners again. Yeah, yeah. Still, that's a cheesy reference as well. Cheesy hey. Graham Cox went off to make cheese. There you go. See, Bit that's a dad deep. joke. Talk about dad jokes. What a great link, AMJ. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Critters, tell us this joke, Will. You've been go- You're up talking about this about 10 minutes ago. Oh, Why haven't no. you told it yet? Well, apparently there was a competition for the uh, UK's best dad joke. Now, the, the one that won is, um, is a joke that I told ages ago. And so it's probably been told lots of times. But uh, what do you think... The Britain's best dad joke was voted as. Which, which what one do you reckon it was? I don't know. There's so many great dad jokes out there. That was. I don't know. How Why did the baker wash it. his hand? Because he needed a poo. Because <laughs> uh, they'd done this for Father's Day, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad dad jokes. Um, I think one of my favourite ones that my dad used to say. Um, is what's brown and sounds like a bell? I don't know. I don't know. Dung. Um, why did the man fall down the well? I don't know. Because he didn't see that well. My, my dad told me one the other day. There's this bloke and he was really concerned about his wife's hearing. So he went to the doctor and he says, right, I think my wife's going deaf. And he says, what you need to do is stand behind her and say something out loud. And every time she doesn't hear you, walk a bit closer. So he goes home. And obviously he's a bit nervous about this, isn't he? So he stood behind his wife about two metres away. And he goes, what's for dinner? No response. Moves in a metre away. What's for dinner? No response. Gets right behind her head and says, what's for dinner? She turns around and went, it's chicken for the third time. <laughs> hey. What did the <laughs> What did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? I don't know. I meaty. <laughs> now, a lot of these are in the list that made it high up. But the really? one that was voted as Britain's best dad joke was, I once hired a limo, but when it arrived, the guy driving it walked off. I said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? The guy told me that the price didn't include a driver. So I'd spent £400 on a limo and have nothing to show for it. Hey! <laughs> That's good, that. 
that's proper dad joke yeah, I've said that one before so it's like how did that get in there I don't know uh, someone's glued my pack of cards together I don't know how to deal with it Sorry. Um, what do you call a zombie who cooks stir fries? What? I said, stop, stop, stop giving away my act. <laughs> my jokes. What do you call a zombie who cooks stir fries? I don't uh, know. The wo- w- woke, woking dead. Almost dead man woking. Walking dead. Walking. Oh, dead man woke. um, I was wondering why the frisbee kept looking bigger and bigger. And then it hit then me. Then it hit me. this. Yeah. That joke. Um, I was stood behind a customer at an ATM and he, he turned around and said, could you check my balance? So I pushed him. I told okay. that 14 years ago yeah. on stage and I'd never heard it before. Uh, but it was an old lady asked me to check her balance. So I shoved her. Uh, two, two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. Hey. And, uh, my nan said to me yesterday, can you help me with this puzzle of a chicken? I said, nan, there's a box of cornflakes. It's all beak. <laughs> the, Good old Harry Hill. All these weird ones. Have you seen, actually, Harry Hill is in a charity single for Euro, this this European football championship. He's in this new one that's just been made. It's a guy who's got... Um, I can't remember his name now. Let me find it. Uh, he's got a load of celebrities together to sing a charity single. It's all for the NHS charities. And it's, oh, wow. Uh, it looks pretty good, actually. It's, uh, I'll just see if I can find it while we're here now. How does it sound, though? Simon Brodkin is the name of the guy. he got 30 brilliant comedians together. Oh, I love together. Simon Brodkin. Brodkin. Yeah. Gigged him a few times. It's Lovely all guy. for the uh, NHS charities together. So if you uh, if you find Simon Brodkin on your social media, then you'll be able to uh, have a listen to the song. We can't play it on here, but um, it's if only we could. Can't wait to stand in line. That's that's as much as we can play. <laughs> that's it. That's it. If you like that, there's more. Yeah. There's yeah. More. Wait, there's more. See what else you get. Go and have a look, or head over to standupnhs.com and you can uh, donate to the charity as well. So why not? Hopefully, by September, you'll be able to come to Stand and Deliver. Ooh. Who have you booked? No one yet, because I don't know what day I'm allowed to start again. <laughs> oh, and Jay. Uh, actually, I've got Ray Davis. What, the singer from the Kings? Yeah. Does he do stand-up? He does now. He, he started um, during the lockdown. Oh, good on him. Um Top, Topper, who lives in Dover, or well, River. Yeah. Um, Clash. Uh, he's good friends with the chap from the Kinks, Ray Davis. Yeah. And he that's said, pretty cool. there's somebody who does a local comedy night in Dover. And that's how he got in touch with me. Bloody hell. Oh, that's pretty cool. Or I've just made all that up, and there is another comedian called Ray Davis uh, who is coming to perform. Good morning, sir. And uh, what could it be? Isn't it weird, though, like meeting Topper Heedon from The Clash? Because it's happened to me several times of going, you're you're an actual legend right now. Why are you eating a bacon st- sarnie or looking at a water fountain? Why have you come to my comedy night? He came to one of the comedy nights in Goodfellas. Mm. Yeah, he couldn't get out, bless him. He sat at the back. He, he... It's true. That's what happened. <laughs> it's happened to me as well when we did burgers and comedy. He sat there to have just a nice but pleasant meal and, and and got stuck. But it was nice to see him there. That's not what I tell punters. But at least he actually came to watch the comedy because he had yeah. to pay his money. Is that when I um, met Chris Slade a couple of times, the drummer from ACDC? Such a really nice bloke to chat to. He's, uh, and he's got his own band now as well, the Chris Slade Timeline. So he's still Ooh. touring the world at the age of 74. He's still touring the world. What, well, what are ACDC known as in Australia? Go on. This, is, this isn't a joke. This is true. Oh, okay. Because um, when, when we did Living the Dream live, um, there's, I've got a friend from Australia uh, who isn't, um, I guess, later on, another friend. And he actually used to 
listened to us as a breakfast radio show. Ooh. Um, we mm. were wrong. Um, and he he once phoned me or you know skyped me whatever, and he said, "Paul, I'm not going to do the accent." Um, he said, "Paul, can you play some Akadaka?" And I said, "What? Well, I've never heard of Akadaka." And you know Akadaka. I was like, oh. then he started singing some of their songs. I went, "Oh, ACDC," and he went, "Yeah, Akadaka." <laughs> and he, he was completely bemused, as if to say, "No one's ever called them Akadaka before." I was like, no, "It must be an Australian thing." Must be. I, uh, I had a mate who used to work with uh, work with people, and he went into their room once. And the guy was like, oh, uh, it's, it's, it's very clean because I've got that OCDC. <laughs> and I just think that's one of the greatest lines ever. OCDC. I'm on the highway to Mr. Sheen. Doesn't work. Doesn't uh, work. But um, talking of Australians then, maybe we should oh, crack oh, on with our quiz. What? Oh, Don, before you do, mm-hmm. talk to the jokes that don't work. And Jay, you got uh, you got reviewed recently, didn't you? Uh, I don't think I did get reviewed. Well, what the, the the review that states me as uh, the, the guy with a kind of scream if you want to go faster uh, attitude that makes and, everyone want to jump on board with some great stories, some really good host. stories, great and, and a very great host, very talented man. Uh, but that's all I read. It. That's all I read. I'll be honest. I thought it was a glowing review, and I, I thought really, it was. It'd be really mean of me to pick it apart. But all I have to say, because I know he'd be listening, Trev, AMJ is two, ha- two and a half times the comedian you are, according to Steve Bennett. So where was this yeah, review? Yeah, it's at the Brighton Fringe, but it's also on the main Chortle website. Yeah, mm. so Chortle, the big, huge British comedy website, uh, probably the biggest one, I'd imagine. Uh, back in the days before social media, that was the place to get your gigs. You go on the forum and ask. But that's that's how I was the opening act once for Jimmy Carr because I blagged a phone call with somebody. Well, this this is it. And also, guys, if you ever buy into that whole not reading your reviews, don't worry because at least seven people will ring you up and read the review down the phone to you. <laughs> I didn't do that. How was uh, Brighton Fringe anyway? Yeah phoned me up and I told you about it. Uh, Brighton Fridge was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. It was a great time. And and Paul, I did ring you up and you were very nice and complimentary. This this review doesn't say it went very well for you. (laughs) I'm joking. However, um, I'm just looking at some of the latest reviews on this website. Yeah, some are comedians that have uh, performed in their very early stages of their career back at Stand and Deliver, and I just realised how many people I've had at Stand and Deliver that have now appeared on the television box. The main quite insane. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that um, see, and all all you promoters out there who say, "Oh, send me a video," unless you're doing a professional night. Jog on. If you're doing an open mic night, just let anyone on the bloody bill. Just make sure you've got at least two acts. Yeah. Or two good acts, I should say. <laughs> uh, because otherwise, people would never get their first gig. You're on, you're an open mic night. Treat it as an open mic night. Don't don't. go, oh, no, I've never heard of you before. Don't think about putting you on. Go, I've not heard of you before. I'm going to put you in the middle. And then if they storm it, you go, ah, oh, bollocks, I wish I put them at the end of the first half. Exactly. Good advice. Yep. Oh, here we go. Monday, 21st June, 2021. Entertainer. Brighton Fringe Comedy Review. Adam Morrison-Jones is a great host. He's a big, brash personality with a sort of scream if you want to go faster energy. That pulls everyone on board. And just skip over the bad parts. Skip over the <laughs> bad part. Uh, yeah, and there it is. There's the... I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, it's all good. Then if you want to have a read. Trading cards to every member of the audience. I got one with a picture of a turtle. Didn't even take it. Didn't even take that. Left the turtle, by the way. So uh, He left it. Oh, me, mate. He left it. <laughs> Don't you worry. I've got a plan and an address. 
Uh, but this is this is the this is this is bittersweet. It's a waste of the talents that he definitely has. Oh, for making the audience feel good and getting the party started. But once he's got us in the mood, <laughs> in an hour-long slot, it's uh, it's one of those. It's like you know, like the compliment sandwich, but it's all filling and no bread. What's the best way I was describing of it? Yeah, because when you do a compliment, you're meant to. My dad calls it the sandwich. You have the bread, the yeah, and the bread. He's gone good, good. Good. Let's end it on. Um, yeah. But you know, it's a shame because I'd, either you forgot to say it, but I've seen you perform Entertainer three times now. Yeah. It's various guises, and he's put. But for some reason, it's never explained to the tune of Seven Nation Army. He quite clearly states that was his audition for The Voice. Yeah, uh, that was my fault completely. Is I forgot to mention that at the end. And if I knew he was in, oh, there'd be a lot more crying. <laughs> AMJ, you didn't forget to put that. It's currently our word against his. Exactly. Did you did you put that bit in, AMJ? I definitely put that in. That was that was a full thought out two hour extravaganza. Wow. So you could have got that down in twenty minutes then. Easily. No, 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 that would have been 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> uh. Right, let's uh, let's go over to the quiz. I think let's uh, see how our um, Tasmanian connection happens, whether it's going to happen properly or not. We don't know. I believe we, it, yeah. We used to have a lot of issues with getting hold of guests. And they were in the UK. Now, this guy is in Tasmania, so... Um, should we get Dave on and see if he can uh, get hold of the guy? Yeah, give him a call. Give him a call. Give him a call. Cool. I, I, I must warn you, though, he's had a lot of treats today. So I've, he's either going to be sleepy or full of energy. What, the comedian or Dave? Dave. Or both. Oh, Dave. You know, both, both probably. Uh, I don't know. I've not been to Australia today. I've not really checked. I, I didn't message our, our celebrity guest this week saying, what have you been eating? And if he's in Australia, to be honest, he's probably he might have had a slice of toast by now. He's not in Australia; he's in Tasmania. Oh, it's all veggie, mate. Which we can soon get over here, thanks to the trade deal. Thank you, Boris. Thanks, Boris. Nice. Now, can you help with uh, all the staff shortages that are happening everywhere? No lorry drivers. No vegetable pickers. No fruit pickers. Twenty-five pound an hour to pick fruit in some places at the moment. Just, really, I'd do that on a Monday. I'd I'd happily do it full time. Twenty five pound a, a, a an hour to pick fruit. Yeah. What uh, type of fruit though? What's that? What Not type of fruit is it? Apples, pears. Um, you don't oh, have to okay. climb a ladder, which is good because they've grown the trees. So anyway, that's not important. <laughs> oh. I love the way that you say it, you won't have to climb a ladder. Like that's a closing thing for me. Oh, you know what he's like with ladders. You're like me on a ladder. That's a point. I clean my wind. Why do people let me climb up a ladder? I'm dyspraxic. I think I think my, I best come clean to my wife and tell her I'm not insured because she might stop making me go up a ladder until I am. <laughs> it's effing oh, ridiculous. It sure is. Am I a dreamer? Am I, am I a dreamer? Dave, Dave, are you there? Dave. Yeah, here I am. Sorry, I was just having a little snooze. snooze. Um, I, I, I filled myself up with chocolate trifle. Uh, I was having a little noddy. Um, oh, 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 we got we got a special celebrity guest. Ooh. Special celebrity guest. Introduce yourself, please. Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a long feed from Australia. Uh, yeah, hello. I'm Billy Bob Brown from Tasmania, and I'm very pleased to be here today. Oh. Fantastic. Can can you tell us one one secret about yourself, please? I um oh learn secret about myself. Well I can't really tell a secret, can I? Otherwise it wouldn't be a secret anymore. Well done, you passed the test. Thank you. Uh, um Geraldine, can can you have five bonus points? No he can't, I give the points, you little grey bastard. Oh sorry, Geraldine. Uh, right. 
let's go and introduce all the other acts. So, acts, they're guests. It's not a comedy show. Uh, Ginger bearded one without glasses. Introduce yourself, please. Hello, I'm AMJ and I run the local cooperative here in Dover. Um, Thank you. Over to you, ginger bearded one with glasses. Ain't ginger, it's the light. Leave me alone. Uh, so yeah, I'm Mark, I am the producer of this and um, yeah, really happy to be back. It's good, it's good. Looking forward to the quiz. It's nice. Yeah, of course, we're back, but not as three men, little virus. If you're tuned in halfway through on the podcast where you've got control over, but so you've just come to the quiz for me. Um, of course, we are now living the dream podcast. I really want to say all this stuff. Oh, Billy Bob Brown, he's from Australia. Right, so. Tas- Tasmania. Tasmania? Yeah, it's not really Australia, it's Tasmania. Oh, he, he sounds very frantic. Um, so, what we're going to do is I'm, I'm going to ask you all a question. It's the same question each time. We'll do it six times, but you all take turns in going first. Oh. This sounds good. Um, right. I think you found the wrong button there, Grid. No, I didn't. So, this week we're going to start with DJ Critters, then going to AMJ, and then we're going to go to Billy Bob Brown, all the way from Tasmania, Tasmania. So, who invented gingerbread men? DJ Critters. What, a particular person? Yep, a particular person invented. The gingerbread man. Um, I'm going to say Albert Einstein, because he was clever. Okay. Uh, AMJ. Uh, lead singer of Simply Red, Mick Hucknall, definitely invented the gingerbread man. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Of course, I don't know the answer. Uh, Gilding does, though. Uh, ooh, Billy Bob Brown. Who invented uh, was it? the gingerbread man? Yeah, go on. Yeah, was it uh, Chris Evans? Uh, I tell you what, uh, I think two of you are being quite gingerous there, and I like that in you, so you got yourself three points. Uh, DJ Critters, I'm afraid you got no points. No. Uh, the correct answer is Elizabeth the First. Really? Or Elizabeth the First invented the gingerbread man. The gingerbread man. Oh, wow. She went, yeah. let there be gingerbread. And there was. Um, right, OK. Uh, we're going over to AMJ now. Yes. Now. Yes. I've got a lovely question for you. Oh, go on. Are you ready? I, I was born ready. OK. How much of the Sahara Desert is sand? I'm going to go. Is it, this is one of them questions, isn't it? I'm going to go with uh, what a percentage. Uh, I'd rather you've done it in fractions, but I can work out as a percentage. Good. Uh, I'm going to go with something ridiculously high, like 91% of the Sahara Desert is sand. OK. Uh, moving on to Billy Bob Brown. Billy Bob Brown. What? Sahara Desert, how much of it is sand? I know this answer, actually. I was just... Uh... I was just swatting that before you came on there. It's all of it. All of it? Oh. Um, and DJ Critters? I'm going to go the other way and say a quarter. Is that the first time I've heard that about you, DJ Critters? Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, although Billy Bob Brown is incorrect, I love the conviction and confidence he answered with. He gets himself... 52 bonus points. He's got a lovely smile. He gets another six points. What a handsome bastard he is. Oh, wow. Um, uh, AMJ, I'm afraid you are nowhere near, but I like the fact that you're still smiling. You get a bonus point. DJ Critters is the closest. It is only 20%. Ooh. What's the rest of it, then? uh, Spunk. I don't f***ing know. Rocks. (laughs) You reckon 80% of the Sahara Desert is semen? Is that what you're saying right now? 
Those camels are horny bastards. <laughs> Is that what's in the humps? They just move all the semen into the desert and leave it there. Is that what it really is? Uh, they tell you it's water in primary school, but I'm telling you it's, it's umps a spunk. Wow. Well, we've we, we, we hit a level. We, I, I we can know. hear. I've had a face full. We can hear from one of those camels now. Uh, yep, yep, that's <laughs> um, it's fine. <laughs> I think uh, this one, this one is going to Billy Bob Brown first. Okay. If you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Oh, that's a very, very good question. And I would interview uh, the great Richard Pryor. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, DJ Critters, if you could interview someone famous who isn't OPM, because you've already interviewed them, who would it be? Um, I've interviewed quite a few people, really, so it's difficult to say. I would probably go with um, interviewing the Red Hot Chili Peppers, because they were always my favourite when I was younger. Oh, whoa, Californication. Mm. Um, AMJ. Yeah. Who would you like to interview? Well, there's a few. Like, I'd like to sit down and have a proper chat with Matt Hancock just to see if he's really as big as a as he leads on. <laughs> but I'd, I'd quite like to interview the guy who started Subway and just see that. Did he know? Did he know how big it was going to be? And how does he feel about being the third greatest food chain? And also, it confuses people, doesn't it? It's called Subway, but there's no Subway there. Oh, fuck. Uh, he knew how big it was going to be. It was either going to be six inches or a foot long. Exactly. <laughs> That's why there's loads in the Sahara Desert. There's, there's no subways. We're, there's we're, meatballs. It's just full of spunk. Um, I think there's subways in the Sub-Sahara. Exactly. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not fairly knowledgeable. I just get the questions. Um, right. Oh, oh, Geraldine, did you like those answers? I tell you what, I liked all those answers, um, but I, I want to probe Billy Bob a little bit further. And in please, a, please. Uh, probe him. Uh, why, why Richard Pryor? Oh, I just think the guy's a comic genius. I love him. Ten bonus points. DJ Critter, why do you want to um, give it away, give it away, give it away now? Because uh, I was massive <laughs> fans of the Chili Peppers when I was younger. No, I don't like that answer. No bonus points. AMG! And I really like that reason, so I'm going to give you 25 bonus points. Yes! Taking it away now. Can't stop me. Because <laughs> I'm having a good time. I'm having a ball. Hey, you f***ing idiot. That's a Queen song you used doing Red Hot Chili Pepper references. Oh, oh, I only really know the one that um, uh, uh, did. Um, so... We're back to DJ Critters. Oh. oh, this question. You like music, don't you? Um, yes. This is right up your street, then. Ooh. Mozart kept a diary. But he kept a diary of what? Would you like a multiple choice? Uh, this one? Yes, yes, please, yes. A multiple, multiple choice. Did he keep a fart diary? A burp diary? A cough diary or a diary of compositions? Um, I'm going to go with a fart diary. AMJ, Mozart kept a fart diary, a cough diary, a belch diary or a diary of compositions? I think it's something like a cough diary. Like, did he have a cough and think, hey, there's a tune in that? <laughs> I don't know if that's any Mozart pieces there, but I reckon it's probably the cough one. I think Steve Bennett's completely correct. You can spin one minute into a <laughs> I was counting the minutes down. Counting the minutes down. Mozart, a sneeze diary, a cough diary, a belch diary, or uh, a composition diary. <coughs> Uh, right, okay, Geraldine. 
our DJ Critters has finally got one right. Yay. It is Fart Diary. Why? Uh, you can what? test you've got control of the f-ing jingle buttons, can't you? <laughs> that Billy Bob, I like the way how you answered yours with a nice little burp. So you get yourself six bonus points. Ah, thank you very much. No worries. That was me trying to do an Australian accent. Oh, it's very good, very convincing. Thanks, babes. Better than mine. Yeah, hey, Jay. Yeah. True or false? Sir Bruce Forsyth, when yeah. he's died, so he's no longer a sir because you lose your knighthood when you die. But he's a, he's, he's a legend. So, Sir Bruce Forsyth, was he older than sliced bread? True or false? I'm going to go with true. Yeah. And, and I'd bank uh, on that. If you say true, I'd like to know by how much you think. I think it's something ridiculous by... So if he died in his 80s and sliced bread probably would have come along in the 20s or 30. And then, and then, probably about five years. Five years, OK. Note that down, Geraldine. Uh, Billy Bob Brown. Yep. True or false, Sir Bruce Forsyth is older than sliced bread. Well, you know, he invented sliced bread and he also invented gingerbread men. Oh, right. Okay. I thought Queen Elizabeth I. But what do I know? Well, I'm just a silly elephant. DJ Critters. Forsyth is older than sliced bread. True or false? Yes, that's true. And I'm going to say it's by about 20 years. Now, I'll tell you what. Poor old Billy Bob Brown is at, is at a disadvantage because we've had this question before, but the question was, by how many months? The answer is four months. But Billy Bob Brown, you answered with such conviction, you've got yourself 28 bonus points. Ah, fantastic. Now, I'm going to do the last question. Dave is very kind to let me do the last question, and I've got my Australian accent up for it. Just because I'm falling in love with Billy Bob Brown. <laughs> he sounds like a cockney. <laughs> sounds like a Sheila. It sounds like a Sheila who's just got into like the nag's head. All right, I just go back to this voice. I'm so I try to be different. Indeed, not like change. I don't. That's why he uses bank cards. Hey. Well, no drum roll. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's all comedy. Yeah, yes, it's, it's all in the timing. Ah, I like that. Billy, Billy Bob Brown, yep. what are your dreams and ambitions? My dreams are always wet, and my ambitions are to swim the mattress. I'll tell you what, I've heard you can swim the Sahara Desert. Oh, I reckon I could. <laughs> now I know it's not sad. Salty sand. <laughs> DJ Critters. Uh, what? Ambitions, babe. Um, well, is to uh, to get this podcast even more successful and get onto a top ten list rather than a top twenty list of the uh, the best in the UK. I like that. Now, MJ, I can see you hard at work thinking away there. I can hear the cogs whirring around. That's not his thinking voice. That's 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 not his thinking face. You can just about hear him in the background. That's my Sahara Desert voice. Now, DJ Critters. What? You've already had your turn, so f*** off. (laughs) I want to get this podcast so big that we get one of those ridiculous sponsors that has nothing to do with the podcast. I want, in the next three months, I want to be like having multivitamins sponsoring this podcast, so we've got to do a crappy advert at the beginning. Oh, I like multivitamins. They make sure my tusks stay strong and healthy. We're, we're there. We're there already. <laughs> and I like multivitamins because they give me the energy to lay on my back and take one for England. Oh, and we could it. do, we could definitely do like uh, Viagra and stuff. I'm up for it, like using anything as a sponsor. Well, I just say it's nice to have another Australian on the show. Just in case you forgot who I am, I'm Clayton the f***ing crocodile. 
And it's so uh, nice to have another Australian on the show. Nice to meet you, Billy Bob. Anyway, nice to meet you, Clay. Enough of those f***ing pleasantries. I'm f***ing off again. Bye. Can I just say, I think me and Cridlin were thinking, how long before Clayton actually makes an appearance other than the giraffe doing an accent? The one character who is actually f***ing Australian. I'll tell you what, AJ, I was going to give you 100 points, but you just talked yourself out of them. You've lost all your points. Oh, this is the worst Christmas ever. Oh, oh no. Not as bad as is. No, I'll tell There's you what. bloody hell. The worst Christmas ever. I can't wait for our Christmas special for you to tell us that one. Oh, look at I. I'll tell you what, AJ. Yeah, that's made me think of that funny story. I've given you all your points back. Congratulations. Ooh. Yes. Childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back, Dave. Because I need you to give points. I'm going to let you do it for once. Oh, thanks very much, Geraldine. Um, I wish I was listening now. I sort of switched off a little bit. Oh, Billy Bob's scaring me with his big mouth. Um, ah, I like that big mouth. He can fit all about my... genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I could be called Jenny and I'll change my surname to Talia for you. Oh, yeah, genitalia. What a lovely girl she was. Oh, I'm stuck to the chair now. Oh, oh. points, points. Um, Oh, oh, um, oh my goodness. Uh, Mark Cridland gets three points. Uh, A&J gets five. And Billy Bob, because he's our guest, I'm going to give him 10,000 points. Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, I don't want to upset you, MJ. You got 10,000 points too. Oh, wow. He still beat me, though, hasn't he? Oh, I'm not the scorekeeper. We'll have to go to Geraldine. Oh, I'll tell you what. Would you like to know who's got what points? Oh, Mark, yes, please. You are in Stone Cold last place with 82 points. AJ, you are in second place with 10,472 points. But winning with 12,671 points is the fantastic, wonderful Billy Bob Brown. Yeah. Well done, Billy. Oh. All you listeners out there who say, oh, those points don't add up. It's because some of the points have been edited out. So, it's correct at time of recording. But DJ Chris has hacked around with some of it, so the points don't add up. And plus, <laughs> add them up. No one can add them up. Oh, um, well, I think that's the end of the quiz. Congratulations to Billy Bob Brown for uh, your fantastic victory. Yes! Oh, thank you very much. Going for gold. Before you go... Legend. Ooh. Uh, I used to like that program, Going for Gold. We'd ask all the Europeans, like, oh, in EastEnders, what's this? Uh, English win again. But, uh, have you got any sage words of advice for us? Is that me, is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, No, I haven't, actually, no. Being honest, um, LJ, you got any advice for us this week? Yeah, if you do have a job where you're in power, such as an MP, don't put the whole country in a lockdown and then shag one of your aides. Good advice. There we are. DJ Critters, have you got any advice for this week? Um, Don't eat yellow snow. Ah, it's perfect. Yep. Yep. Have you got any advice? Ah, too fucking right. I've got some advice. Don't lick the grass in the Sahara Desert. Oh, no, don't do that. Never. Not even if you're curious. Like that little monkey, George. Yeah, he was very curious. <laughs> he was. I tell you what, you should see how curious he was in the nightclubs. He got up with Donkey Kong, and then before you knew it, Peach was giving him a gobble behind the bike shed. Ah, nice. Nice. I, I, I just love this. Someone who's just listening to this now going, Peach wasn't in the original Donkey Kongs. <laughs> Curious George would be far too young to get into any nightclubs. Well, I'm going to go to the fridge and see if there's any camel spuck there. That sounds great. <laughs> nice. 
Um, so, Billy Bob, have you got um, anything you'd like to promote while you're here? Yeah, camel spunk. It gives you all the protein you need. Drink it now. And some you don't. I don't really want to thank anyone. It was, it was a bit of a disgusting end. Geraldine is lowering the tone. But uh, I, I wanted to thank one person, though. Billy Bob Brown, thank you so much for being an amazing sport and for just being a genuinely nice person. Thank ah, you. Been a, been a pleasure. Uh, we still got the same queen as you, haven't we? Yeah, we still got the same queen. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and don't forget that camel spunk. I'm go, I'm oh, might, yeah. I might go to the supermarket and ask for them. I'll say, my Australian friend, Billy Bob Brown, Loves to drink a bit of camel spunk. Have you got any? Sainsbury's do it. Well, I'm off to Sainsbury's. Try something new today. Bye. Musical Insights. <laughs>